Welcome back, everyone. It is Wednesday, July 12th. And what a day today was for the Bulls. So uh, I just want to preface and say that I am still under the weather, so I apologize in advance if you hear me coughing. I will try my best to keep this at a minimum, but I'm just very passionate. I did not want to skip the day. So let's jump right in. Uh, I want to open with and thank everyone. There were about 300 plus listeners to the podcast this week for the last five days since I started recording these across uh, Substack, iTunes, and Spotify. So thank you so much. It would be a huge act of kindness if you could subscribe on the Substack as well as uh, the podcast on the app itself. It just helps the algorithms uh, push uh, more people and like-minded community members to my Substack. You can also follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is NYUGradSubstack. Uh, I'm working really hard every day. Uh, I'm very passionate about the financial markets. Uh, I want to just uh, basically grow the followers and the communities and bring uh, daily content that is valuable to both uh, all of you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh also would like to uh, try something new. My email address is at the about page at nyugrad.substack.com. If you have a topic or a stock you would like me to cover, let's, uh, let's do it. Just send me uh, the ticker symbol or the company name, why you would like me to cover it or why you believe it's a good investment. Um, and I'll try to uh, research the company, the chart, and some of the analysis, and hopefully I'll cover it on the podcast. Please also give me instructions if you want me to keep your name anonymous. So just tell me, hey, uh, just use my name John, just use my name Jenny, just give me a fake name or whatever. It's totally fine. So let's jump right in. Uh, The breath today was 800 new highs, 85 new lows, very strong to the bull side. We had 71% advancing versus 26% declining. The story of the day was the 10-year yield, currencies, and gold. So once the CPI data came out this morning, it was basically implied that because the inflation rate was softening, maybe, just maybe, the interest rate hikes could slow down uh, and kind of make the Federal Reserve pause, or even better yet, uh, let's go back to the good old days where interest rates were falling and at near record lows. So this basically uh, created a very bullish environment straight from the even pre-market once the CPI came out. And what that did was it crushed the 10-year Treasury yield. Uh, it was down to 3859 uh, It was at 4% yesterday. So that's a pretty big drop. For a 10-year yield, the U.S. dollar uh, was under pressure all day, obviously, in sentiment. If you don't know, uh, currencies will usually rise and fall with that country's uh, yields or interest rates, right? So the other pairing you have to look at is if currency is low, then it's going to take more of that, in our case, the U.S. dollar, to buy something, right? It'll take more U.S. dollars, falling U.S. dollars to buy stocks, to buy Apple, to buy gold. 
So all assets kind of rose today. Um, and it was a very, very strong day. So uh, what all stuck out? Um, let's see. Energy was down. So that, again, is going to help with inflationary pressures. Um, and gold and silver miners basically had an orgasm today. Uh, let me pull up the charts real quick. You have GDX, which is the large cap miners. That closed up 5.34% today. GDXJ, uh, the junior miners, also closed up 574 today. GLD was not as strong. Uh, this just basically tracks the actual metal. Uh, it closed up 1.35% just below the falling 50-day MA. So we shall see if this momentum can continue or if this is going to be sold off. Uh, the large, one of the largest gold miners, global gold miners, Barrick, their ticker symbol, easy to remember, is gold, G-O-L-D. They also were up 4.5% today. Uh, also, just uh, right below the 50-day moving average. Uh, let's see. I do want to cover Apple, though. You know, while everything is great today, everything was green a lot of shares were north of 5% on my list. But you look at Apple, and it led uh, the action today. Right around the morning time, after the open, it spiked to like 191.6-ish. And then it just Eiffel Towered back down. By 12 o'clock, it had lost all of its day gains. It looked super, super weak. Uh, it was able to bounce back a little bit on the day. And uh, let me look at the chart real quick. So Apple closed up 0.9% today, but it was nothing to write home about. With how strong the markets were for Apple to be uh, printing a doji candle on a day like today, it, it just makes me pause. Uh, you know, there could be multiple things going on here, right? Like, Maybe with the rebalancing next uh, at the end of the month with the NASDAQ 100, maybe the institutions are selling in advance of that and they're using the cover of a broader rally. Uh, they lift the shares of Roku. They lift the shares of you know Uber, Lyft, WeWork, all these companies, AMC, that just got crushed by like 80 plus percent. They lift all of those shares while they sneakily sell into this rally so only time will tell i do not like the action on apple today uh, at all uh when you take a look at like amazon looks strong it's still amazon prime day uh google i don't know google just printed a doji right below uh, the rising 50-day ma again you know they have ai they have bard to compete with uh chat gpt why is google Below its 50-day moving average. Please tell me. Meta has been stronger because of Thread and the news cycle there of trying to take everyone away from Twitter. I don't see that happening. Uh, but right now, uh, Meta is rocking right now. And it's almost about to close that gap fill uh, way back from uh, 2020. Uh, what date is this? That was in 2022 uh, Microsoft also you know it's just kind of up you know near the highs making a balance area 
it too should have been stronger, right? Like they have chat GPT, the future of AI. It's going to replace all of our jobs. It, it, I don't know. I don't see the Magnificent Seven being too strong today outside of Meta and uh, maybe like NVIDIA that closed up 3.5%. Uh, Tesla was also kind of muted. I mean, I mean, it's been rocking, but Tesla closed just uh, it closed at 0.83 percent up for the day. So, moving off of the large cap, mega cap uh, tech companies, uh, I also, you know, want to just urge everyone to kind of follow the VIX, right? Like the VIX, yes, it's volatility. Yes, it's been beaten up every day for years, it seems as the rally has commenced, but volatility cannot go to zero on a nominal basis. Uh, they can only short the VIX and go long the market for so long. The low of June for the VIX was $12.73. It's at 13 and change right now. I'm just waiting. I have, I have an alert set up on slope charts uh, to alert me once this hits. Uh, $10. I just want to see if, if the VIX ever goes into single digits. I think it's going to be, uh, I don't want to be the first buyer, right? I, I want to see someone else come back, come, come in and buy in, in numbers and volume. But VIX in single digits with big buyers behind it, call options or, or you just flat out purchases, that's an opportunity. That's kind of akin to like when oil went to like zero. Uh, that was just easy money to be had. So if you see the VIX go below single digits to God, I mean, if it goes to like four, five, who knows, right? Like no one said, no one thought oil was going to zero. Uh, just keep an eye out for this. Uh, headwinds for September. Uh, it's a little bit out there, a couple weeks away, but the start of student loan interest accrual starts in September the payments start in October. That's going to be a big liquidity suck out of the uh, consumer. Uh, excess savings also runs out in America in September. And, and you have a backdrop of rising evictions, bankruptcies, foreclosures, all rising, repos for automobiles, and you have falling rents and falling Airbnb rates. So, hey, maybe the Fed has figured this out. Maybe the the market is just going to keep going higher. The VIX is just going to keep going to zero. You know, my experience has taught me that the market, its job is to obviously function trade, but also is to fool the majority. Right now, the majority is winning. The passive investor who has all of their portfolio in mutual funds or Apple-related uh, tech uh, ETFs like the ARK fund, they're all winning right now in the past like two, three months, but it's it's probably not going to last. So if you're long, stay long, but just watch your back. If you're looking to put on some new positions, be very, very nimble. Talk to your financial advisor. I am not your financial advisor or an accredited agent. Uh, I am just here sharing my observations. Uh, so what to watch out for tomorrow is the PPI report pre-market. And then you have the rebalancing on the 24th and the FOMC rate decision on the 26th. So it's going to be a jam-packed few weeks. Uh, thank you again so much for tuning in to this podcast. I, I would 
greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe to the Substack. Again, it's uh, nyugrad.substack.com. You can find me on Twitter at nyugradsubstack. And again, as a reminder, if you want me to cover anything, just find my email at the about page on nyugrad.substack. And I will try to do my best. Have a good evening if you're listening to this on Wednesday. If you're listening to this on Thursday morning, good morning. Hope you have a great day, and we will chat on the next episode. Later.